he actually was put to death. Like he, he actually died. Um, the account on, on the cross is, is real. And, uh, what we see in, in the gospels, like that is, it's backed by, by medical science. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn and grow in your faith. This journey of faith is something you are on, whether you like it or not, and you're either growing or shrinking in your faith every single day. But we want to be part of your growing in your faith. We want to be here to encourage you, to challenge you, and to occasionally entertain you a little bit, because ultimately, as much as the world would like to say it, we're not just a bunch of humorless goody two-shoes that sit and have no fun. So um, my name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, but we cannot do the Salty Pastor podcast without some Salty Pastors. And I've got two of my favorites here, right here, right now. Um, Pastor Doug is saving up his energy for the big Easter celebration. So we've got um, equally great Pastor Harvey Friesen and Pastor Steve Botsford. Hey, hey. Yeah, good to be with you guys today. Well, we are approaching... The whole point and purpose of our faith, aren't we, gentlemen? We are headed into Easter yeah. Sunday, and we've kind of been talking about on on some of the other episodes. It's weird that we celebrate Jesus dying, right? You know, this is it's Thursday. Tomorrow is Good Friday. Why we we celebrate somebody's death, and that feels weird, but it's ultimately because he didn't stay dead, right? He yeah, comes back, yeah. and that's the whole point. If he just died, or if he didn't die at all then our faith has no reason, right? There's there's no redemption from that act. So he had to die, and that's why we celebrate it, even though it seems very contradictory. Well, and that's why we call it Resurrection Sunday. I mean, it's all about the resurrection. It's the notion of God stamped his uh, hands, uh, his handprint on eternity by saying, I will do the one thing that all of you humans are bound by, and that is captive to death. Mm. You know, what does everybody have in common? Everyone will go to a grave. And so Christ resurrected, and so we celebrate resurrection. One of the things I think we have to be careful with in our current day and age as well is everything of the biblical faith is being co-opted, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're, they're taking Christmas and making it into merchandising. I mean, you can go on and on and on, and the one thing as well is is Easter, right? And so Easter is about one thing, resurrection. Love that it's beautiful in spring. I mean, we had a beautiful day, you know, here going on today. I mean, all those kinds of beautiful things. But ultimately, it's not just about, you know, new dresses and pretty sunny starting to mm -hmm. come around. This is God is the author and perfecter of our faith, and he stamped it with a resurrection, which means God is a God of life, not a God of death. We celebrate a culture of life in the church, not mm. a culture of death in the church. Absolutely. And there was a death that actually took it to that place. He defeated death, which is why we celebrate life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to talk about the resurrection. On Tuesday, Pastor Doug um, dove into some um, biblical verses about why the resurrection was important. Um, but I kind of want to dive into, talk to me a little bit about how we know that he actually did resurrect. Like, do we have proof of that, Steve? Like, is that yeah. a thing? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like, it's not this, it's not this mythical story that like what we get from a lot Hercules of Hercules or yeah. these different yeah. mythologies. And so, uh, what we have is Jesus being recorded in history as a real person. And this isn't just in the four gospels. Like this is outside of, of the Bible. A guy named Josephus, who was a, a Jew at that time, uh, he did a lot of recording for um, the Roman war against, against uh, Jerusalem and the Jews. And um, he records Jesus being a real person, uh, mm -hmm. someone that was known as the Christ is the way I believe that they put it. And so we have Jesus actually being a real person. 
And yeah, so and point, he, he existed no, for real. Go, Steve. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, so he existed, and Josephus does a beautiful thing for us in that here you have an external outside witness who says not only did he exist, he was also known as this. So it wasn't like some mm-hmm. mythology that was thought up later on to kind of create a story where we do something cool Around in the church. That yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, yeah, so what we know is history tells us that we know he was a man and we know he was a rabbi. He was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are two very important things to understand. So it's so because a lot of people today would like to just myth myth everything, right? Santa Claus, Jesus, the bunny rabbits, the whatevers. No, we serve a risen Lord. So you're asking the important question about resurrection. Yeah. What else, Steve? Yeah. Uh, so that was number one. He was a real person. The the next thing is like he actually was put to death. Like he he actually died. Um, the account on on the cross is is real, and uh, what we see in in the Gospels like that is. It's backed by by medical science. Like when it says that he was he was stabbed and, and both blood and water came out, that's actually um, indicates a, a condition that he had of, of heart failure, mm. and that's being up on the cross um, at some point. Like his uh, like the the heart or around the heart filled with blood, his lungs filled with water, and as he's stabbed by the spear with these uh, from these Roman guards, like both blood and water come out. And um, I, I first heard about that from Lee Strobel's book, Case for Christ. And like he went and, and he's an atheist. He went and investigated these things, trying to prove Christianity wrong. And by the end of it, he's like, I can't. I can't. Mm. So he interviews actual medical uh, doctors. All right. So. Well, and it stands up. This is, this is a great thing about our faith. It's a, it's a testable faith, and mm. it stands up to scrutiny, right? And, and, a lot of people don't do that. And one of the great mistakes that people make is, is that they take the account of somebody else and they hear the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh hand story of it all, as opposed to actually studying it and looking at it themselves. So it stands up to medical wit. So let's say this way, historical witness stands up to the medical testimony. And then, and then you, you look into it as well. You realize that historically crucifixion did happen. You, you understand that there were those places outside of the old city of Jerusalem where crucifixions happened regularly. We saw those a few weeks ago. We did. We were, um, Pastor Harv was the nice enough to um, be kind of our, our master guide on our trip to Israel, and he took us to some really cool places. Even the, the Israeli museum has a whole section devoted to Jesus, and why would they put a section devoted to a man that didn't exist, right? Like, but Exactly. The, I mean, yeah, these are empirical scientists, historical, archaeological people, and there's a really cool thing, to kind of to Steve's point too, and that is Roman, for this to be a hoax, the entire Roman Empire had to be in on the hoax, and not only be in on the hoax, got to remember this, Christianity actually was the thing that helped take down the Roman Empire, right? So if it was a hoax, it took down the entire Roman Empire, something that none of the others could do. And, and how do we know this? We saw in the Israel Museum the Pontius Pilate stone. And what was the Pontius? Why is this so important? Is it Pontius? We know Herod. We saw Herod's temple. Sorry, sarcophagus saw, is there now sarcophagus is there right across from jesus is ironically right. it's sat right there that was kind of yeah. a wow moment wasn't it there we were in the israel museum there in jerusalem and you have the sarcophagus the box they found at herod's place of burial that was where he was found in so we know he was real but what we realized here here's one of the cool things about archaeology and history 
is that an underling, a person that's job was to oversee the Antonio Fortress there in Jerusalem was a guy named Pontius Pilate. They found a rock with his name on it, in car, in, engraved on there, there in Caesarea Maritima, and it's in the Israel Museum. And it so here's what it establishes. It establishes that the testament that we're going to read, that's part of our, our whole witness of the Easter Sunday, is the guy that washed his hands of the death of Christ, the guy that offered them, you can let him go free if you want to, and the crowd yelled, give us Barabbas, was a guy named Pontius Pilate. He washed his hands. His wife had a dream about this guy and said, don't have anything to do with Mm -hmm. him. And then they sent him off to be crucified. So there is so much witness to this. People need to know that. Now, Steve, uh, my assumption is that I've I've heard, uh, even when we were in Israel, one of the things that the the other faiths believe is that, oh, yeah, Jesus was a real guy, but he didn't actually die up there or mm-hmm. he didn't come back. What Talk to me about that. Like, could the Roman guards have, like, missed a little bit and, and maybe yeah. he did just, like, play dead long enough to, like, be taken down and then he ran off into the sunset? Yeah, have That's you ever tried happened. to hold your breath that long? No. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, not, I know I can't yeah. do it. But, he faked it. But he I, I've, 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 no. heard, I've heard that as a thing. Of well, the, that's, <laughs> it's a, I believe it's called spoon theory. Like, he, he was asleep or passed out, fainted for a bit, and then he came to and he's like, Oh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know? I mean, I got stabbed in the side and <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. bleeding cartoon water. Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he came back. No, I mean, but the reality is these guys were professionals at their job. And if they don't do their job right, then they get, they get the consequences for it. Mm. And so there's, there's, very, uh, there's very little room for error in that. And, and really that, that argument is, falls pretty flat on its face. Yeah. Well, and those guys' he, lives were on the line for it. I mean, if yeah. they actually didn't guard that and it was broken, and they, remember there was a seal put on there like that, they You're lost their about lives. You're talking he was in the tomb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they lost their lives. I mean, the Roman mm-hmm. guards, this was no play around. It was no Hollywood, Disney-esque thing. They lose their lives if they don't do their job. It's that simple. Bring in the next two guys. Right. Well, and that's and that's the not not beauty, but that's like the the technical side of crucifixion. It's you're literally suffocating, like with each which eat with each breath, and to get another breath, you got to lift yourself up, and then you let that one go, and and it hurts even more coming down, and your lungs eventually just like fill with that fluid, and so they knew like okay, we just got to break these guys' legs, these two on the sides that are still alive, we just have to break their legs, they'll be done here in a bit, but this guy in the middle, he's already gone, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll we'll just jab him real quick to make sure or to finish it off, you know? So it's, they knew what they were doing. Well, and it was, an, it was a, is it could last hours upon hours, depending upon this person's strength. So we really think about it without, you know, going too far past PG. I mean, people who've seen the passion of the Christ, I mean, mm-hmm. literally it was people, they would push themselves up off of that spike in their legs, right. To be able to catch a breath, you died of suffocation. Think, think about how wretched the notion of that kind of a, uh, torture it would be mm. you're gonna we're gonna watch you push yourself up and then die when you finally can't just push yourself up anymore and then the only mercy given is we'll break his legs he can't push himself up anymore and you got to remember too when they put you up like that you're hanging down what's what happens to your shoulders they Dislocate. come out of the joints they dislocate yeah. right because you can't hold it together anymore that you know, we talk about holding it together that's kind of a reference to the crucifixion. You mm-hmm. can't hold it together. That's why you end up dying. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Any yeah. other thoughts you had, Pastor, uh, so about... The last couple is just that, like, he was buried. He went into a tomb. And by the end of it, that tomb was empty. 
Like if, if he was still in that tomb, that would have been the first place that those Jewish leaders would have gone and said like, Hey, actually let's, we'll roll the stone away. Here's the body. You guys can just be done with your whole, like he's risen thing. Right? And, and this is very important sociologically too, because why, why would the Jewish leaders not want this myth, this stupidity, this sect, if you will, to perpetuate, they were losing their sons and daughters to it. Mm-hmm. Remember Jesus had a following. He had the three, Peter, James, and John, he had the 12, he had the 70, he had the 120, he had the 500. I mean, he fed the 5,000, and that would have mm-hmm. been counting the men, right? So you extrapolate that out. We're talking about 20-some thousand people. We were there on the Mount of Beatitudes a couple of weeks ago. You see that area, and you go, wow, that's a big hillside. It's a big hillside. He would have had an amphitheater right there, and all those people got that, and he did these miraculous things. Think, think about the alternative for a second, right? We live in a marketing world, right? We're always looking for a better deal with a better pro, a better product with a better price and a better location, right? From a religious standpoint, Jesus blows up the Jewish franchise. He blows mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. right? This, you guys talk about great things. He heals people. He brings them back from the dead. He teaches compassion. You teach rules. You smack my fingers for not washing my hands beforehand. His disciples have the freedom. They don't even have to wash their hands. Remember, he's criticized. His disciples mm-hmm. are criticized. Don't wash his hands. So you have this set of Jews who've got this innate desire, kill the guy, get this over with. I mean, speak, Steve, speak to Gamaliel for just a second. After all this happened, let's mm-hmm. fast forward the story. What happens in Acts 5 there? Yeah, so at this point, um, Peter is brought before the Sanhedrin. It's kind of like, hey, stop preaching. Just stop it. You He's know? dead. It's over. And so they, they get together, and they have, this, uh, they have this time. And Gamaliel, he, he says this to the, to the people um, in, ver- in chapter 5 of Acts, verse 38. It says, so in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men, talking about the, the disciples, and let them alone. For if this plan is, is the undertaking of man, it will fail. But if it, if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice. And so he's saying, like, hey, guys, like, if this isn't real, if, if like, they actually stole the body, it'll fizzle out. Yeah. Well, because there's no point in them keeping the ruse going, right? Like, they start right. getting persecuted. Mm-hmm. No, no, one, no, no, one gets a, no one gets a happy ending in this. So for... For them to go that long in their lives and never go, you know what? Actually, I lied. We stole the body one night, and yeah. just don't kill me. I'll stop doing the yeah. thing, right? But no, they. There's no benefit for them to continue this lie throughout their whole life. So, so let's look at it for a second. So, Steve's given historical witness uh, on two levels, and then come along with medical witness uh, to testify to it. Then come along with historical witness as it relates to Christianity thrived after that. Even mm-hmm. the lead teacher, who was who? Uh, Bible pop quiz, right? So, who was Gamaliel's prize student? Paul, the apostle Otherwise Paul, known as Saul, yeah, known as Saul. He was the prize student. So, this was the Harvard of rabbis who stands up and says, "If it's not from God, it'll fizzle. If it's from God, mm-hmm. you can be fighting God on this." So he gets proved out. He gets proven out wrong. So, but let's think about the practical sociological witness to it for a second. Here's the sociology: If the Romans had the body. Because we still have to answer the question, what happened to that body? Because mm-hmm. you said there was an empty tomb. Mary Magdalene goes in there and goes, what? and her first thought, and this is a very important part of the biblical witness, her first thought was someone stole the body. Yeah, what have you done with my What have you what, done with, with my, my Lord? Lord? Yeah, right. exactly. Because mm-hmm. she was there compassionately broken, hurting, hurting. The Savior you know, was killed. So she's there. There's no body. If the Romans had the body, 
Think about all the civil unrest that happened. The great goal, you you guys know what the Apostle Paul was sent to Rome over. His accusation, his crime was he started a riot. Mm. You've been in the small parts of of the little city of of Jerusalem there in the old city. You start a riot in there. People are getting run over, trampled, killed, hitting their heads on on blocks, broken skulls, zero space. space. I mean, it's suffocation. It is a death chamber if there's a riot. Okay? So... What was the Roman number one goal of the Roman Praetoria? Keep the peace at all costs. And they were crackheads to get that done. So here you have the entire world shifting and the Roman world shifting. And they could have said, shut up. Here's the body. Get over this. Are you kidding me? Will you people let this die? Pontius Pilate had a reason for that to happen. Herod had a reason for that. All the Herod Antipas, I mean, all these people had a reason to say, shut up. They never mm-hmm. did that. They never mm-hmm. produced a body. Who's the next people could have the body? The Jews would have the body. Well, if the Jews had the body, you say, well, okay, they kept that going. But, and you would say, well, because they kept it and, and uh, this will die out. Their children were fleeing Judaism and following this Jesus because their religious model of don't was done over with by here comes this Savior who preaches life and life everlasting mm-hmm. and hope and eternity and the goodness of God. All the kids were flocking to it. You have to remember this. When Jews' children would take him on as a Messiah, they literally would have a death ceremony for their kid. And, and the, the phrase, you're dead to me, comes from this come from that period. If the Jews had the body, they would have gone to their own children and said, think about if, if your children, Steve, would follow after some crazy thing, you would look at them and go, well, here's the proof. Are you kidding me? Stop this. Yeah. They didn't produce the body. Right. So the Romans didn't produce it. Jews didn't produce it. Well, then you're only left with the Christians had it. So the Christians had the body and go to your point, Jesse. They had this body. The ruse continues and they take and and does it get them like a nice beachfront property somewhere on the Red Sea? They get no benefits in this process as far as worldly benefits. Yeah. Yeah, We have Roman historians who tell us that 270,000 Christians died as martyrs persecuted by being dipped in tar and they lit the roads of Rome. Nero, right? Was yeah, doing exactly. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all this happens because they're believing a lie. And so my my question would be, what lie would someone be willing to believe to give their entire life over? I mean, any of us, is there any lie we go, yeah, I'll die for that lie? I mean, we can't even get each other to go to a restaurant that 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 doesn't have a good review more than three and above on Yelp, right? I mean, right. I'm, I'm not going around. And you're going to die. Yeah. No, well, I know you won't go there and eat with me in my favorite Mexican place over there on Fairview and all like that, Steve, <laughs> but I want you to die for a lie with me. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm in. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Monique's yeah. up for it. She said it's cool. Seriously. So we have historical witness times two, times two. We have medical witness. We have, again, follow-up historical, and then we have sociological, and that is we have to believe that all of Christianity – is built on a lie because they had the body. No one produced the body. What does that leave you with? Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Resurrection. He's gone. You why remember the, the phrase, why seek the living among the dead? Now we need to know that too, because the next piece of the Christian story that is absolutely blow you away is is, is that Easter Resurrection Sunday is about redemption. Mm-hmm. It it takes a story of life, not a culture of death. Not a culture of rules, but a culture of hope and truth that actually produces what we want for our lives, and that is we want to be redeemed. Because every one of us have done one thing. We've been a part of nailing Christ to that cross. We, too, participated in the death crucifixion of Christ himself. I mean, yeah, because ultimately he could have hopped off at any point, right? Like Jolene brought that up in her communion meditation a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. At any point, he could have just said, 
I'm done. Yeah. You guys can, you deserve whatever you get from God. I'm leaving. Right. Well, but if you remember he, in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. I mean, he shows his human side right? where he mm-hmm. says, I'm not really interested in this thing. <laughs> yeah, Cause it's I, it's going to hurt. Now, yeah, he's think you got to remember this. We forget this. Christ saw crucifixions before he was crucified. He knows how it goes. It yeah. wasn't like a new technique they came up with on the spot. They do it for him. Yeah. 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 You're just, you know, number 4,212, whatever that we did it to. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so we get to redemption and redemption mm-hmm. is the story of Easter. Redemption is the beauty of that. I, and, and if we did want to say there's a harmony between the spiritual and the natural world, the, the, the beauty of it is, is that G, this all happens in Jerusalem over Passover. Mm. Now, let's be reminded of what Passover was, is that the, the angel of death went over the camp in Egypt and when they put the blood on the doorposts, the angel would pass over their lives and spare their children, mm-hmm. right? So, so there's already a precursor to the notion of redemption, and that is it's blood that redeems you. And so when Jesus goes up on that cross, he's only carrying out, remember, we are Jewish Christians, okay? Mm-hmm. We are Judea, Judeo-Christian. We are rooted in the first half of the book. Mm-hmm which then empowers and gives the story of the second half of the book, and that is we have a Passover lamb, a perfect lamb of God, and then we read in Revelation, behold the lamb of God, right? Yeah, it right. takes sacrifice to do that. And, and let's think about even our personal relationships. When something wrong happens, whether it's in our life, and our business, and a family, and whatever, someone has to pay the price to make it right, and then what happens is, is that that situation or that person or that problem is redeemed that's what that's what the christian celebration of easter is i'm redeemed i deserve death he beat death i get redemption which is why we don't have to walk around as though we're still in the grave and we're flogged and we're beaten on we actually get to celebrate that and and when does that happen passover happens in the spring when does the world come back to life whatever side of the hemisphere you're on is whether it's spring in the Southern hemisphere, spring in the North is the world is coming back to life Mm -hmm. because God is a God of life without photosynthesis guys. I mean, we, you know, none of us ate today. If there wasn't all these beautiful things called chlorophyll and all that kind of stuff that happened. Right. Which is why we get all excited when it's a sunny 70 degree day in Idaho. We're like, and all the California transplants are going, man, this this is like February. I mean, right. (laughs) And we're in April, right. They're all dying, seeing all the snow up on the hill there. So anyway, redemption is part of the story. Steve, what's your take on redemption there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, what we see is the old dying and the new coming. Okay. Um, In, in first Corinthians 15, just after what pastor Doug talked about last week or on Tuesday, I believe it was, uh, it talks about uh, the kernel goes into the ground and new life comes from that. Mm. The old must die and the new comes from that. Yeah, because the kernel doesn't just pop up on its own and, and then it's just like suddenly a bigger kernel, right? right? Like it cracks open, it is broken. Yeah, well, then it becomes and, like all dried, like good for nothing, right? It's, right. it's done. Totally. And then you put it in the ground, comes back to life. Right. And 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 and, and this is so powerful, you guys. Think, think about this is... That is what happens for wheat to germinate for whatever it is so that we eat. Our whole lives are dependent on that model. Mm. Wouldn't it make categorical sense that the God of order did the same with his son Mm -hmm. to bring us back to life? Right. We make it sound like it's this extra normal metaphysical story, and it is, and it is. 
But we. But it's based on something that he's already. It's a pattern he's already developed, right? Nature resembles that. Yeah. Nature testifies. Remember, he said, "If you That's don't worship me, the stones, the stones will, will cry out to me." Why? Why is that? Because nature itself testifies that this is how God brings life to all of us. So that's why it's a celebration of redemption. Mm-hmm. I, I there's another thing that's really important, okay? In that in that story, Christ defeats death, because everybody, I'm, a little theory, personal thought on mine in this is is if you unless you deal with death, you really never ever get to living. Yeah, you have to come mm-hmm. to terms with the fact you're a finite human being. Look at, look at our world. It's so uber obsessed with how old are you and, well, what's your real true biological age and all these silly little things we come up to because we're trying to always cheat the number back, right? We're always trying to bring it back with whatever remedy and all those kind of, kinds of things that, that actually don't really happen, right? We always go, well, you know, 40 is the new whatever. I don't even know the game. But you, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. right? We're all trying yeah, yeah. to do that. Well, well why is that? Because we're all faced with one reality. We will have a certain number of days and then it is over. So how do I make my days count before that happens? And then when it does happen, what happens next? Mm. What happens next? So listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It says, for Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet. Okay. What's the true enemy that Christ is after? Was he after the Roman Empire? No, Steve, he wasn't after the Roman Empire. Was he after tearing down the Jewish establishment? No, he wasn't after that. What he was after was, he was, verse 26, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. That's the enemy of all of us. Is it death? I mean, if, if someone dies tragically, no one's excited about that because it, it reminds us all of our frailty at every level. Christ comes along, does what the germed wheat does. It goes into the ground, dies, and then brings forward life. We get to come back and go, wait, 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 wait. You're saying there's hope? There's life after death? We were meant to live on, which is part of each of us as well, even though, you know, we're trying to cheat death and the 40 is the new, whatever like that, is we're trying to say, I don't feel like I'm done yet. Ecclesiastes says this, God said eternity in our hearts. And if, and if that's true, which we believe it is true, mm-hmm. then the next part of it is, if he set us eternity in our hearts, why do we still die? Well, that's a tragedy, a sad repercussion of sin. Sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. sin. Okay, so, so it, all that laid out, Easter is what Easter is. Resurrection is what resurrection is because it does something to the great malady of all of our lives, which is it defeats death. It defeats death. And and what I like about God, and I'm, you know, I'm the math guy, right? I study math and I love mathematics is what I love is, is that there, it's not a formula, but there is a God who put himself out there. Math is one of those beautiful things. Everybody's like, man, just tell me what the answer is. No, I mean, the beauty of math is you work your way through the problem and you deduce down and you go, ah, that's the answer. And you know, you, you know, you hate it when that math teacher always looks at you and goes, okay, how, how did you get to the answer? <laughs> show your work. Yeah, show your work. And you're like, yeah. I don't want to show my work. I just want to, I got it right. Did just I get it right? Me, did I get yeah. it right or not? <laughs> yeah, did I get it right or not? And and and, and the, the beauty of math is, is it's, it's teaching you to think. Listen to this beautiful prophecy. This is from Psalm chapter 22. Guys, this is 800 years before crucifixion. Well, let, let, me, get, let me be a little more historical accurate. 700 some years before crucifixion was even developed in the known world. This verse is written. Listen to this verse. Tell me if this sounds like kind of a familiar event. Verse 14 of Psalm 22, 6, uh, 22. 
I am poured out like water. All my joints, all my bones are out of joint. Right? We talked about dislocated shoulders. Mm-hmm. My heart is like wax. Steve talks about the medical condition where the water and the water of our, and the blood come together. It is melted. My heart is melted within me. My strength is dried up. My tongue cleaves to my jaws. What did Jesus do on the cross? Right? He asked That's someone to touch yeah. him with something so, so he could talk. Um, and then it says, you lay me in the dust of death for dogs have surrounded me. A band of evils have encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. When a guy's hanging on that cross, remember he dies of suffocation. What's the one thing you could see? All his ribs. Mm -hmm. You could see all of it, right? I mean, truly when you're standing there and you're hanging there, they're counting all your ribs. They pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They, they look, they stare at me. And then here you have the Roman whole thing in, right? It says in the text, they divide my garments among them for my clothing. They cast lots. 800 years before the death of Christ on a crucifix, on a crucifix it is prophesied that's how the, the Savior would die. That's, it's in the book. So if you have any doubts about the resurrection this Sunday, if you have any doubts about the resurrection in your life, et cetera, what you got to remember is God set it up. He set himself up to fail by saying this is what's going to happen. And then it happened. And if you don't believe, then you have to ask yourself this question. How in the world do I get past the fact that it was said this would happen? It happened. Romans didn't have the body. Jews didn't have the body. The historians have brought it forward. The medical people brought it forward. The witness of Josephus, all these things come together and it says, yeah, we can't explain it. And then the Bible comes through and says he resurrected. You have to have more faith to not believe the facts than to believe the facts and say we have evidence. And if I could drop one last line, you have to have more faith to not believe. And then you still have to ask yourself this question. What do I believe? And what do I believe in? And what people end the only thing you really answer to is myself, my money, my looks, my government, the world around me. I got to tell you something. I'm going to put my hope in Christ because those things, they all flitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. I know my own frailty. You guys probably know your own frailty as well. Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you, pastors, for joining me in this just before Easter podcast. Um, we are doing so many things here at Foothills uh, over the next couple of days. Tomorrow, Friday is Good Friday. We're doing a combined Good Friday worship night over at Revive Church. So if you're here in the Valley, if you're if you're local to Boise, come join us over at Revive at 6 p.m. We're going to have five other churches joining us, and it's going to be a very blessed evening. All the pastors are going to give some short uh, messages, and we're going to have a lot of worship. Saturday, we are doing some family stuff here at the church. There's an egg hunt for the kids, and it's going to be a lot of community and and time to just get together in preparation for the big day which is sunday resurrection mm-hmm. sunday we're having three services at 9 10 15 and 11 30 here at foothills and we hope that you'll join us either online but please come just join us on campus yeah. we want to see your Great face thing. we want to celebrate the resurrection of our savior together in person if you can make it so without anything else to say we are so excited happy easter and we'll see you on sunday here at foothills christian church